Hello, hello, and welcome to the Travel Now podcast. If you're looking for inspiration for your next adventure, for money-saving ways to book or ideas to get the most out of your time away, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me. My name's Luke Richardson. I'm an author of thriller novels, and I have to confess, a total travel addict. Now, a few episodes ago, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but I spoke about three long walks I'd love to do across the UK. This is something that's really sort of come to my attention more over the last few months because whilst I've been stuck, I suppose, in the UK, I've spent a lot of time outside walking, exercising in, in the open air and I've absolutely loved it. And I've listened to a lot of people talking about these trips that they do through, you know, through alpine passes and along the banks of rivers and all sorts of stuff. And it sounds beautiful. Today, I'm taking that to the next level in a conversation with Renata Walters about walking the Camino Frances. Uh, that's that's part of the Camino de Santiago that goes from south the south of France into Spain and right across the Atlantic coast. She spent four weeks on the trail and walked over 500 kilometres and is planning to go and finish the rest in the next couple of years. The whole thing itself, I think, is about 800 kilometres, so it really is no mean feat. We talk about how to prepare for such a long adventure, what mindset you need to get into to complete something like that, what to expect from the accommodation and what accommodation options there are along the trail and what physically you need to take with you or certainly what Renata took with her. It's a really interesting and inspiring conversation, I think, because this as with most of the conversations I have on this podcast, is something I would absolutely love to do in the future. You see that also based on the length of this episode. I think we're a good 10 or so minutes longer than the normal half an hour that I aim for. Maybe when I get to do this, though, I'll start with something a little bit smaller first. A month-long or even six-week-long walk to begin with does sound like a bit of a challenge, but I absolutely loved chatting about it. Let's listen in. This podcast is sponsored by Bucket List. If you're looking to put some adventure into your life, be it physical like the Camino or discovering a new city, country or continent, head to bucketlist.co for ideas. While you're there, if you like the sound of anything you see, you can add it to your own online bucket list to take advantage of great discounts when you book. What route of the Camino did you do then? Because there's several, isn't there, across Spain and France. There are quite a few, yeah. Um, and I did the I did the most common one. The it's Camino Frances, it's mm-hmm. called, and it goes well. Not really know where it officially starts, but um, I went from Saint Jean Pied de Port. That's on the French side of the Pyrenees, and well, then it goes to. Um, Santiago de Compostela, mm-hmm. and I got as far as Astorga, uh-huh. which is about like 500 plus K. Wow, that's quite a trek, isn't it? 500K. Yeah, yeah it, the whole thing is a bit short, a bit shy of 800, mm-hmm. so I did a bit more than half of it. I had four weeks. Right. Mm. Yeah. So did you... 
did you plan to get that far or did you sort of run out of time or, or what was your I didn't plan on a specific place where I wanted to get to my idea was to make the very most to make it as enjoyable as possible mm. for myself and while I do that get as far as I can if that makes yeah. any sense absolutely um, I- I think that's a really good attitude to have with these sorts of walks, isn't it? Because you can go and four, four weeks is a long time as well. It's not like you're smashing out five days and then you can recover. Yeah. Like if, if you're going to get injured, you're going to do it in four weeks, aren't you? You know, walking sort of mm. 500k. Yeah, a friend of mine did it, did those from Saint-Jean-Pierre de Port to um, Santiago. He did He did it in four weeks. He's quite a bit younger than I am. But he said he hurt himself doing it, like so he wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. What sort of distance were you doing each day then? I guess it would be an average of eighteen to twenty. Yeah, eighteen-ish miles or kilometers. No kilometers. Right. Sorry. So about fifteen miles. Yeah, I never did the math on that. That must be. So it <laughs> must have been sort of six, six to eight hours walking is what we. Um. Yeah, I was usually one of the later ones mm. getting started. Oh, right. So you had a bit of a lie-in and took it a bit more in a more Yeah, way. a bit of a lie-in, lie-in in that respect would be like seven, seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of the pilgrims set their alarms to five o'clock or half, or half five. So they're out of the door by six, 6.30. Mm. I was at one place that was church owned and I'm not sure what his position was there, but he was kind of like the host and he came into each room with a bell at seven o'clock because you had to be out by eight and he wanted to make sure you will be out by eight. It was five to eight. My group were standing right in front of the entrance or exit in that case. I was tying my shoe or retying it because it didn't sit right. And he came up and pointed to his watch, making sure I'd be out at the door. I mean, we're all done. I was just retying my shoe and I still had five minutes. That's how strict he was. Brilliant. And then there are places... Yeah, there are a lot of places where you can only stay for the one night unless you're ill. Mm-hmm. And it's and they're strict about that. So what are these accommodations like then? Are they sort of dormitories? Are they what's the do you have to book in advance? Is it do you or can you just turn up and stay? Um yeah, they they're usually like dormitories. And it depends, like they have double rooms, some have double rooms, the luxury of double rooms or uh, room of rooms for four people, but there are also some. And it's, I think the one right after the Pyrenees, Montesvalles, I think it's, that's where it's at. It has like a hundred. A hundred beds. Yeah. Wow. In the one room. Yeah. <laughs> In one room. So, God. If you want to call that a room. There's like, got to be a lot of snoring in there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, that can, it's kind of funny how the snoring, it's like a concert because everybody <laughs> has their own kind of snoring. I remember falling asleep. There was like 
12 beds, I think, in that dormitory. And there were five people snoring that evening. <laughs> At first, I was a bit annoyed because you can hear, in, depending on the earplugs you have, if you have any, and I would highly, highly recommend <laughs> taking them. Um, but after a while, it was funny. I remember falling asleep, smiling, because it was <laughs> a bit comical. Everybody had their own kind of snore <laughs> and different rhythms. It's weird. I bet it's just a, a, a strange experience, isn't it? Because you're used to, or we're used to sort of, you, you share a room with your partner. Sometimes maybe if you go on holiday, a family member or a friend, but so rarely a group of strangers, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's quite an intimate thing, isn't it? For them to be sleeping side by side, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's sometimes it's really close. And before I did, I did a lot of reading up on it. And um, I read this book. I don't know if you've heard of him, Happy Kerkeling. I'm no. often he's a German comedian and he suffered from a burnout and that's when he decided to go on that walk I don't remember when that was early noughties mm-hmm. I think um and he stayed mo- he mostly stayed in hotels and I thought yeah yeah I think I'll go that route too I don't want to sleep in the big rooms with loads of strangers but the closer it the date came, I thought I'd be depriving myself mm. of an of an experience and that I shouldn't be knocking it unless I've tried it. So I did try it, and that's what I stuck with it most of the time because it wasn't that bad. And I think what this can teach you too is like how much more you can take than what you think you can. It makes any sense did you you feel that by staying with the group of people you had more of a sort of sense of community were you did you end up traveling with the same people each time or were you each day or were you sort of actively avoiding company because I know some people do this for this for their own they want to spend time on their own whereas other people do it because they want to spend time with a group of other other travelers what was sort of your Um. attitude I think I'll start to answer that question. I think I'll start before when I was still in the planning phase, because mm-hmm. in the beginning, when I thought, oh, that's something I'd like to do, I thought it would be a great thing to do with the girls, you know, some exercise, which is always a good thing. Yeah. And then you a nice glass of wine in the evening, you know. <laughs> exactly. And loads of chit chat <laughs> the whole day long. Yeah. Yeah. And the closer I came, the more definite it was that I'd be doing it. It was clear for me that I wanted to do it by my, on my own and that I didn't want any company because that would I've never had that kind of freedom it sounds a bit dramatic maybe but I wouldn't have to ask anyone where to stop where we sleep how far how long we're going to be walking for that day and that that for me that was something I've never had before I was living with my parents and I was living with my daughter now I'm living with my husband so that's something I well there's always someone I'm considering when I do when I'm planning something and I'm not complaining about that it's just I wanted this time just for myself maybe that sounds selfish but not at all not I at think all. it's it's an it's important that you know that before you go so because mm. that can make or break especially if you pick the wrong person to go with mm. that can make or break the whole experience 
Um, Particularly with this sort of experience that is mentally and physically challenging as well. Yeah, yeah. They might not be up to it or you might not be up to it and you'd feel you were letting them down and all those sorts of things or vice versa. Yeah. So I made the conscious decision. I'll be walking this alone. And then the first day, actually, as I said, I was one of the last ones getting out every day. And it started on the first day already. And there's this, <laughs> this, uh, this gentleman I met. He had a, a wheelie because he was, he was in his late 60s at the time, just retired. And his doctor told him he shouldn't put too much uh, weight on his back. So he found a compromise and he had uh, like a bright yellow wheelie thing that he strapped onto his um, torso. And that's how he carried his luggage. Anyway, that's uh, off topic. And we got on so well that we've walked together for, I think, five days. And after the third day, I thought, hmm, I wanted to do this alone. Mm. But I, I still enjoyed this. But then it turned out to be, where will we stay tonight? And that the, it made something click. It had become a we, and that's something I didn't want. So that I knew that if I'm not sure if you stay with someone, whatever re- kind of relationship that is, even though you'd like to be someplace else, it gets annoying. Mm. So I had because I wanted to stay friends with him. I had to get away. Just if that makes sense. Yes, completely. And also, had you have stayed with that person, you wouldn't have achieved what you set out to have done. And you'd have denied mm. yourself the opportunity to have that time on your own. Yeah, you'd, look exactly. back at that, you'd look back at those four weeks and you'd go, oh, I spent it with Keith or whatever his name was, you know, yeah, um, yeah. rather than I did that on my own. And you, it, it would just change the, the complexion yeah. of the, the thing. I did a podcast a couple of weeks back about traveling solo, which is something mm-hmm. I love doing. I do it all the mm. time for the reasons you've outlined um and it just it but it also makes you open to other experiences i think yeah it makes you open to new stuff because you don't have to run that past anyone it's like do i think that's a good idea yeah let's do it as opposed to what do you think (laughs) and then you sort of talk each other out of it or whatever you know Mm. yeah and then I just, you always run into people because the Camino Frances, as I said, it's it's the most popular one and it has a great infrastructure. So if anyone wants to try, if it's for them mm. or they don't have any experience in long distance walking, I'd highly recommend to go there that right. way. That's a good point. Um, in terms of navigation then, touching on what you've just said, is it, do you have to bring maps and stuff or is it very simple for you following the signs, following the other people? Or did you get lost at all? No. I don't remember getting lost. No, Mm-mm. and it. I really liked it because there are so many arrows and the shells mm. along the way. I've heard of people who think it's funny to I don't know to make a sign point to a different direction. I I haven't experienced it. I've read that it happened, but um, I I would dare say you could do it without a map Mm -hmm. but I find maps helpful because you can it's much easier to see how far it would be to the next town and And did you did you set out in the morning going I'm going to walk to this town or was it just I'll walk till I'm tired then I'll stop 
the latter. Yeah. I might, it would be like a, meh, yeah, like maybe. A, <laughs> I might get there. Let's focus on that and see what happens kind of thing. And so you, so I assume by that you had nothing booked in advance in terms of your accommodations. Only the first, only, only the, the first, first one. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Because that, because I've met so many people, they have, um, they've booked in advance and it just would take away from what I yeah. wanted to do but if I had booked that in advance. Is, because then, hmm? go on, sorry, sorry, what were you saying? I interrupted you. Because then you have to walk there. And, uh, yeah, you oh, you can always be a no-show, but that would not be nice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it would not be fair mm. because there's so many people looking for rooms who would be sent away because you had it booked and then you're not showing. Mm. And once you miss one, you miss the rest of the holiday, don't you? Or the rest of the trip, because you're not going to catch up again the next day, are you? I guess, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've... But that that's a massive mindset shift from the sort of modern travel experience, isn't it? Because more often than not, the travel experience that people do at the moment is, I'll book everything before I leave so that I'm sure nothing's going to go wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like that idea of... I know what you mean, but it was never my kind of traveling. Oh, really? So you're, that's, quite used, that's quite normal for you? Yeah. Well, not the Camino thing. I never walked it, but I love, like, I love road trips mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without booking in advance. Right, and just go end up where you end up sort of thing. Yeah. Did you ever find that there, was, there were places where you'd like to have stayed but, stayed, but there weren't the rooms or there weren't the beds? Yeah. That was, it was some 40k before Leon. I don't remember. It was a tiny, a tiny village. Well, it had a train station. It was not that tiny. Um, and at that time, I was um, en route with a, with a group of people. There were five of us, I think. And it was a Spanish holiday. That's another thing you want to consider. If right. anybody wants to go doing that, the Spaniards, they take a long weekend as an opportunity to walk part of the Camino. So mm-hmm. it's usually more uh, busier. It's usually busier during that time. And it's early May. Is it the 1st of May? It's early May. Right. So that's when you went in May, was it? Mm. Oh, End of that end of april to end of may yeah that's when Mm -hmm. i went Mm -hmm. yeah so there would have been the odd bed in that village but we wanted to stay together and yeah so we just took a taxi right to the next town because i wish no all the way to Leon because they were nice enough to um, to ring places further ahead in the other towns to see if they they, they have any vacancies and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So we just we didn't go to every town because it was like I think it was like five or six o'clock in the evening already. Um, yeah, so we didn't want want to waste any more time. Yeah, yeah, and then you just had to get a taxi back in the morning and carry on your walk from that place. Was that? Oh, well we didn't that's why it, that's why i said astorga is roughly it's 50 plus k from where i left off but i but only you, did 500 so i just tra- 
Yes, I see. So you set off from the new place that you were that you yeah, were at. from Leon. So you skipped yeah. a bit, essentially. But not that that's a, <laughs> this is. But then that's another question, isn't it? With these with these pilgrimages, a lot of people see them as or these long walks. A lot of people see them as like the achievement is the miles walked. But I see it as a personally, my appeal for these is just like the experience of it. Getting to the yeah. destination is is an irrelevance, as is completing every step of the journey is yeah was that the attitude you had or did you go for a more like i must <laughs> complete this or uh, did you see people with that attitude that were storming on through um i did see people like oh i would i would love to stay it's a lovely place here i but i have to get on mm. i have to get up tomorrow and stuff like that and it no matter how much fun it was or how beautiful the place was and I just took the luxury. I think twice I stayed for more than one night. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. And then you could have a day rest in your feet and exploring a town, that sort of thing. Yeah, I still did some walking just to do it because mm-hmm. I, at some point you're so used to it, you you kind of miss it if you yeah. don't do it. Yeah. So this, there was this place where I met this group I just mentioned. It's called, I just called it Hippie Heaven. Because <laughs> that place was fantastic. It was fantastic. They had a dormitory. They had like single like um, like huts where for like instead of a single room, it was just like a hut for one person. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, or a teepee, and all kinds of animals were on the ground, hmm. like think donkeys, cats, chickens, <laughs> all kinds. Um, and why was I telling that now? Yeah. And because I liked it there so much, I just decided to stay another night. And then I did, I just walked like 10K. Yeah. There and back to the next town and back just to get my walking in. But I have to say, when we took the taxi to Leon, it was a necessity at that Mm. point. That's why it was okay. Yeah. But it still bothered me. Yeah. And I did go back the next day just to walk as far as I could get in that one day. And then just to make up for it, that was just for myself, for my mind. Yeah. I understand exactly what you mean, that that Mm. sort of idea. So you obviously were carrying everything you needed on your back in a, in in some kind of pack. Was that, did, was that a challenge, a struggle to, to, to do that? Mm, Not so much. And well, of course, it's heavy, and you can really feel it when you're going down, or if it if the pack's not strapped on right, mm-hmm. it does make a difference. And yes, it would be easier without it, but I didn't I didn't think it was as bad as I imagined it. Mm. Yeah, and I try to keep it to a minimum. But that's a definition which would be different for everybody. Yeah, I think. Did you have? You must have had to do laundry and stuff whilst you were walking. I assume so. You didn't take yeah four yeah four weeks worth of clothes. <laughs> no, no, just like three pairs of socks, three pairs of underwear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds strange for four weeks, but I've read and yes, I would confirm that it doesn't matter if you go for four weeks or for one week. What you take, it's the same. You pack because you do in laundry. Excuse me, on the way. Mm. 
Yeah. And you either wash it by hand or, and that's why you want to make sure that it's not so much cotton, but stuff that dries easily. Yes. And I suppose if it's nice, if it's temperate weather anyway, you're not having to take big fleeces and coats and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Well, the time I went, I still did because we were crossing the Pyrenees and there was oh, some snow up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's at the start, so, I assume, where yeah. you're crossing the border from France. Yeah. The first day I walked, it, I wore every more or less everything I brought. Yeah. Not every... Not every shirt, but I wore the every layer I had. Yeah, just so I was glad I brought them. (laughs) Yeah. Do you see? Speaking of the landscape, I mean, I've never done this, and I don't know that part of um, Spain and France very well. But I assume the landscape is—you must see a quite a change in the landscape over those four weeks. Mm, Yeah, somewhat. But it's all, it's going across the north, so I'm not down south, this yeah. one. It's all quite mountainous, is it? Yeah. Quite, quite hilly. Yeah, not as mountainous as the Pyrenees, but but you, there's always mountains on the, on the horizon somewhere. So is, is there a lot of up and down on the walk then? It's, it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of work. Yeah. Did you do, this, how much training did you do beforehand to prepare yourself for that then? Not that much. I was. I went walking with my husband and his friends on Sunday mornings. Usually, really, they, we went hill walking, right? And that was more. And I did some. Yeah, the, the regular power walking kind of thing. But that was it. I didn't really do that much training. Would I do it differently next time? Yes. I. What I would do is I'd build up more tummy and back muscle. Mm-hmm. and legs I, I think I'd focus on that because it makes life much easier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not going overboard with it just building up enough muscle to help you carry the pack and stuff you know to so you don't hurt yourself what yeah absolutely what part of it would you say was the most difficult was it because obviously at the start you're quite energetic and you're excited I suppose mm. and then you get used to it and that, when did that start to become when was it most challenging Oh my. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine towards the end after you've been doing it for, for four weeks must be a difficult, a difficult part. No. Mm-mm. No, it's it it never got boring or anything, but it just got easier. Really? Okay. After As you got two fitter, weeks, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Just got easier, a lot easier. After two weeks, you're kind of warmed up, mm. if you will. And it got a lot easier. Before breakfast, you did your 5K and then <laughs> sat down, something like that. And yeah, what's it? I think there's this thing, Alto de Perdón, it's called. It's, I'm not sure if you maybe, you've maybe seen pictures of it where there is this iron thing of like this whole group of pilgrims on a mountaintop. No, I don't know. Made of that. iron. Okay. Um, oh, it's like okay. a sculpture. Yeah. And going down that hill was the I think that was the biggest struggle. But because for me, going up is not as bad, but going down. Right. I I struggle with that much more. It does hurt on the back of your legs, doesn't it, when you when you're walking down? Mm-hmm. I was 
I'm also more concerned about my my knee. I have to say, I don't. Right. Nothing really happened, but going down one hill, the next, come getting down there, then I I could feel that I did something to it. I didn't feel it while I was going down. Mm-hmm. So, you want to be? That's something I think is harder on people's yeah. joints and stuff than going up. It's more strenuous, I guess, get going up and. Did you yes, feel, did you feel sort of worried about those sorts of things before you set off, or did you not? No, you just went for it, you know. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I guess, I'm. I don't worry too much. That's one way to put it. Or you could say I don't think things through too much. There's <laughs> <laughs> two ways of putting it. But no, I'm not. I don't usually worry too much about things. It's. That's a great attitude to have. It's a great attitude to have. I've, I'm so inspired by these sorts of conversations of doing things like this. It really speaks to me, the idea of just sort of getting off grid and not seeing a laptop or, a, you know, anything like that for, for four weeks. Mm, not Did, quite. I had, a, I had to promise my daughter that I'd check in with her every evening because right. she was so worried. She's, I don't know, she didn't... I couldn't pass that not worrying onto her. Of course. So you, so you had a, you took a phone with you, obviously. and, and I did. Yeah. 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 But I, it, I, I turned it off on, and only turned it on when I rang her. Yeah. In the evening. When to, yeah. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? To, to, yeah. to stay in touch with the people you, you know, you love when you're, when you're out and about. Yeah. Is there anything you do differently or is there anything you'd recommend to someone like myself who really likes the idea of this? Do differently. Not just. Well, do differently. I'd get fitter before I start walking. Mm-hmm. I'd do that, but um, take it very slow in the beginnings, so you don't hurt yourself in the beginnings before you're trained. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Just for the first um, few days, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you can have an open mind and, but I guess most people who go on walks like that do, but not everybody. How do you mean? Yes. Hmm? What do you mean by that? Because hmm. there are a lot of, well, in the form anyway, that I was a member of. There were a lot of people. The the most drastic thing I read was that there are actually people thinking only practicing Catholics should be walking there, and something I don't agree with. But um, what I mean, no, I have an open mind. You mean sort of open to change and open to what the adventure will bring you and that do you mean it in that sort of sense yeah or do you mean yeah. it in a practical and sense in terms of open to staying an extra night in somewhere if you if you like the look of that place that and maybe try something you wouldn't normally try like staying staying in a dormitory or something mm. like that or meeting people you wouldn't usually mingle with mm. or you know 
because you, you meet all kinds of people out there. Uh, it's, it's so interesting. That's the spice of it in a way, I think. Yeah. And that's another thing going by yourself is you, I think you meet more people if I, you are by yourself because yes. it's a lot e easier to approach one person than a group. And I think, I think people are more likely to talk to you when you're on your own as well, because if yeah. they see you with your, with your, whoever you're traveling with, they, they think, Oh, they're, they've got this person, you know, whereas yeah, exactly. they'll just come to you and say, hello, you know, where are you, where have you yeah. come from? What are you doing? Yeah. Where are you going? You know, it's more like, <laughs> I guess the same, like going to a bar, yes. which you, yeah. it's easier to approach one person at a bar than a group. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 mm. absolutely. Oh, it's been so good to talk about this. I've absolutely loved it. I, it's it's one of those things. I've never done a, a long distance walk, but I would love to give it a try. Mm, um, I'm, I'm wondering whether to try one of the ones in the UK, because there's a number of good ones in the UK. But the problem with yeah. those is, is I think they're less than a lot of them aren't so well signposted staying in the, the places that you need to stay are quite far apart and all those sorts of okay. things. And the weather, you know, we're more likely for it to rain oh, yeah. and be cloudy yeah. here. And so I'm wondering whether just jumping in for something like this might be the best, the best first step. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. There are some very short ones in Spain too. Like it's, it's the one called the English way. I think it's only about five days. Right. So, yeah. And it doesn't matter. You don't have, like, the one I described, you don't have to start it in France. Mm -hmm. And it depends if you want to get to Compostela. Mm. If that's not important, you can walk any stretch. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. What sort of, how much was it costing per night on a, I don't know when you went, was it recent or was it as well? That was in 20... 2016 and then I tried to do the rest in 2017 but I hurt my leg and uh. had to had to quit oh no so you actually got there and started walking and had to come back again right yeah I thought it would get better within five within a few days so I stayed at uh at one of the albergues but um it didn't Mm. So I didn't want to waste my my paid holidays on mm. just sitting in that one spot waiting for it to, make yeah. it to go away. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> and the doctor, I went to the doctor and he said, if I don't stop walking now, I could have to live with it for the rest. It could stay. Yeah. It could become chronic. So, yeah. Yeah. But you, it didn't. Will that stop you attempting this again? Or do you think you'll, uh, you'll try at some point in the future? Oh, no, I I will. That's that's a given. Yeah. Just so my question is just when. Yes, this is it. I mean, at the moment, yeah. it's particularly difficult, isn't it? But yeah. How, but so, there's there's still people doing it right now. Right. Hmm. I imagine it's quite a nice time to be if it's a bit quieter. I might, uh, to be there. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not sure how many of how many of the places are open, like the that's accommodations. True. That's true. How long would it take you to finish it then, from where you are, where you were? I. My guess would be like two and a half weeks, maybe two and a half, three mm. ish. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So not too bad. Yeah. Oh, it's been so nice to talk about this. I feel really inspired by um 
by your story of it and the idea that you went at that I always thought with things like this, you need to be really organized, really prepared, really well trained, you know, have all the gear, have all the mats, have all the stuff. And actually the idea that you just went on a couple of Sunday walks, did a little bit of training, booked your first couple of nights and had a little bit of a plan and just made it up as you went along is actually really inspiring. So yeah, mm. thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I did plan a lot in my mind. But yeah, you thought about it a lot. Yes, a lot. <laughs> and there was this forum. It was like what Facebook's to some people, that's what this forum was to me. Every post, I'm, I just I couldn't wait for the next post to come up. And it felt after a while, it felt like I've been there. And I could answer questions to people, even though I have, haven't been there yet. And it helped me a lot. And the equipment, oh, because you asked me about the one important thing before mm. you go, mm. make sure you wear great boots. Don't you don't have to dish out a lot of money on other stuff, but make sure you have good boots or shoes, and your pack is the right one for you. It's just don't don't just get any boot, cheap boots because they feel comfortable right now. Make sure they're high quality and they really fit you. Yeah, and that the pack is the right one for you. Try on as many as you need, but that's those two things can make and break it for you too. I absolutely imagine. Is most of the terrain on hard ground or is it some mm. over earth and grass and stuff? Mm, it's a bit of a mix. Some is through foresty, some is like along one well, of highways, but yeah, busy streets. Yeah. Right. So tarmac. Quite some than... stretches. Yeah. Some of it. It's a bit of a mix. Mm. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been fantastic for this. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And I'll let you know if I ever, well, I hope to, if I if I ever get get out there. We'll have a conversation yeah, before I go. You, know. you, can give, you can give me a pep talk and good luck if you... Absolutely. Do... I love talking about it. <laughs> yes, this is it. Just the talking about chips like yeah. this is half the fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you ever get out to do that, well, as I'm sure you will, to do those last couple of weeks, good luck with I that. I will. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much. It was my pleasure to be on here. One thing I absolutely loved from that conversation was hearing what Renata learned about herself from that adventure. I mean, that's really the great thing about travel overall, isn't it? Getting to know yourself a bit better, getting to spend that time on your own. And I love how she said that she was planning on doing this with other people, but in the end, she she just sort of decided to do it on her own because she'd never really had that opportunity to, to travel and um, spend that length of time on her own doing it. And I think that's a really bold move and something that I find very, very inspiring. So I hope that you enjoyed that and found that inspiring too. As ever, thank you so much for listening to the Travel Now podcast. I love so much putting these together and I hope they're, they're useful and inspiring and interesting to you too. If you've been on a great walking adventure like the one we've just talked about or an adventure of a completely different sort, I would really like to, to talk to you about that. I'd really like for you to connect and, and, and to have a conversation with you about that. I mean, who doesn't like talking about travel? The best way to do that is either via Instagram at Luke Richer, Luke, R-I-C-H-A-A, or via email at hello at Luke Richardson Author. For information about my writing and my travels, that's my website, LukeRichardsonAuthor.com. For all all the information, all the previous episodes 
um, you can check out the travelnowpodcast.co.uk. Book It List sponsor this podcast. Make your bucket list come to life and turn it into a book it list at bucketlist.co. You might be putting the Camino on there or any of the other adventures we've talked about on these podcasts. Then, when you're ready, you can actually book it with great discounts. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon for the next episode of the Travel Now podcast. Safe travels. Travel Now.